0: Hey everyone, I'm Nick Boguez, self-made small business success story. I went from working five jobs in over 90 hours a week to building a multi-million dollar internationally known pizza enterprise. I never stop. I won't fail. There's power in the pen and today there's power in the mic. Welcome to the Business Equation Podcast. Today we'll solve the equation for how to effectively use the PPP loan. Now, before I get into it and dig into how we should use this loan and and hopefully you got one. <laughs> I think that's the first thing. You know, it's been real difficult to establish whether or not you were going to get it. Uh, different banks have been really working through it. The second round seems like it's it's opened up the drawers for everybody and everyone's had a chance. It seems like hopefully you had your application in early. Um, I want to dig into the nuts and bolts of it, how to use it. Um, I want to throw a little disclaimer out there it's really, I'm going to do my best at it. I understand it very well, but at the same time, there's a lot of legalese in there. Um, a lot of things change too. That's that's the other thing. I don't think that I'm going to talk uh, about the forgiveness of it, but I think honestly, there's a lot of stuff that's still not clear on how the forgiveness is going to be. So I can, I can spell it out probably the best I can. So that's kind of what this is going to be. You know, I don't think it's going to be something that you should take and and use completely uh, as the right way. But there's a lot of information in here, and I think I can really uh, delve into it and clear up a lot of things that that maybe um, you had questions on. And I think it'll be um, very informational. I just thrown a little disclaimer out that I don't want you to believe everything is the gospel, but I do think that what I'm telling you, to my knowledge, is is the best uh information and just to give you an idea of what i've done as far as research to kind of come to these conclusions is i took a a seminar a zoom call that had the the sba on there had local officials on there it was part of the the restaurant owner association was on there so I, i got a lot of information out of that zoom call then i did a lot of um a lot of reading i mean Uh, days and days of, of, uh, reading different articles and actually reading the the whole entire, uh, law, you know, the, the part of it, of the cares act, the PPP part of it, um, the 26 pages making sure. And then when this came out the second time, I reading back through it. I think, um, the whole thing with the PPP loan is, you know, it's, it's, um, anytime the government steps in and, and tries to give help and bail people out or whatever it may be, there's always, um, Just a lot of, I don't want to say strings attached, but just like a a lot of uncertainty, I guess. On their part, they move very, very fast. When when you think about it, you know, a lot of of this stuff was uh, March 15th is when states were shutting everything down. And I believe April 13th was when they rolled it out the first time. So you're talking less than a month to draft a bill to essentially have the SBA give more loans out in two weeks than they've ever given out in 20 some years or whatever the statistics were. It was something crazy and ridiculous. But if you really put it into perspective, they they try to do the best they could. And then it's really disheartening when you start reading things about um, the Ruth Chris steaks, Steakhouses of the world, um, the Los Angeles Lakers getting a PPP loan. And, you know, it's just really frustrating, especially for most business owners, those first, um, the first round, um, we were left out in the dark, you know, we were left out in the cold that we, we didn't, weren't able to get the, uh, PPP loan. And hopefully now, if you haven't sent for it, I would, you know, as soon as you hear this, hopefully there's still funds out there. You definitely should be applying for it. All you got to do is just go to your bank and they can point you in the right direction. That's the way you apply is you got to go through an SBA approved, uh, lender and then, uh, get into applying for it. So I'll get into the, the nuts and bolts of, um, of the program. And like I said, I'll, I'll do my best. So I I hope you appreciate that. I'm going to try and do my best to explain the program here. So what it was is it was two and a half times your payroll from 2019. So basically two and a half times your, your payroll is what the funds that you were given. Now it's a 1% loan we're gonna talk strictly without the forgiveness part here. So it, it comes to you as a 1% loan and it's 24 months. There was no credit check, uh, no collateral, and um, you know pretty straightforward with your bank. Now the forgiveness part of it is what it can be used on. So the way that I understand it is, it can be used on your payroll, it can be used on your rent or your mortgage interest, and your utilities. And from what I've discovered, utilities means um, the necessity utilities, like water, gas, electric. Really unsure when you get into more things like TVs and stuff like that. I don't really think it covers it. It seems like it just covers uh, gas, electric, water, sewage. And then like I said, your your rent or your mortgage interest. Now there's some questions of whether or not if you pay yourself rent say you have another entity that that owns your building can you write off that rent to your to your business to your other business even though you're quote unquote paying yourself i believe you can from from what i've seen i mean like i said that's one of those things that this this whole bill is is still changing you know even the interest rate when you went to bed on april 12th and april 13th was the day that you could go ahead and apply you went to bed on April 12th, the interest rate was half a percent. When you woke up in the morning, it was 1%. So that's how quick things change on this. So you know what I'm telling you, it might, may have been changed a little bit still. Now the, the other part that I understand is that 75% needs to be spent, well, let me say this correct. If you spend 75% of the funds that you've received on your payroll, all is forgiven. That's the big canvas. So if you do not spend 75% on your payroll, then what's forgiven is what you spend on your payroll, your rent or your mortgage interest and then your utilities. And then the rest terms out, there's no payments for 6 months, it terms out for 2 years at 1%. Now, I think that's where where it gets interesting is you keep hearing a little bit in the news about bringing back how many employees you have to bring back and stuff like that. From my understanding is no matter what your payroll is for those eight weeks, and now this is where the banks are a little bit different. Each bank is actually going to decide how it gets paid back as far as what's forgiven. Now, it doesn't really say that in the CARES Act or in the the part of the PPP loan. It reads like, you know, what's forgiven is, is set and dry. But the thing is, is the underwriting at, the, at your bank is really gonna have more say than what everybody thinks about what's forgiven and what's not. So let me give you an example. When you read things, some banks say that your funding period starts from the time that you signed the, the docu-signs. That starts your date of forgiveness, of your eight weeks, because you have eight weeks to use this thing. So some banks are saying that no it doesn't start until the money hits your account which would make more sense but there's two different trains of thought there you know one is that it's going to start as soon as the loan documents go through and the other one is that it's going to start as soon as the money hits your account now which one's correct and which one are they going to go by what i'm telling you is your bank's going to pick one and they're going to go go buy it. What my bank does and what your bank does might be different. So there's going to be other parts of this that, that are different. What I recommend is that you keep the absolute best records of what you can. Some of, the, some of what I decided to do was to open up fresh bank accounts to have this money fund into. That way I'm just using out of the fresh bank accounts. I'm just moving the money out of the fresh bank accounts and paying the bills and paying the payroll from the Fresh Bank accounts. So at the end of the forgiveness period, the eight weeks, I can show the bank exactly everything that came out, clear, cut, and dry. Now, sure, you could do that with a lot of other um, other means of showing that, hey, we're going to pay these bills, and um, here's a check that we paid them with. But it can get tricky when you know you get funded into one account, and I think you have to be careful because a lot of the forgiveness says, too, like, if you use those funds for anything besides those things that that I mentioned, that none of it's forgiven. So that's what you don't wanna have happen. You don't wanna have where this PPP loan is really partially a grant. So you don't wanna mess up the grant part of it. And I think that's what you've, you've gotta do is almost protect that you don't mess up the grant part. So if you can open up a, a fresh account and keep everything clean from there, I think that might be best. If everything goes into one account, you're going to want to make sure that, you know, your balance doesn't go below what the funds were that went in there. And you want to make sure you're using all the funds for the, the right amount of things so that you can show them that um, you didn't use the money for, for anything else. And I think that's what could get tricky is you absolutely don't want to use the money for, for anything else because the last thing you want to do is be sitting there with your bank eight weeks after you thought that you were going to get a grant. and They tell you that you owe the, the whole thing back. So just walking you, you through it, you, you get the money, it hits your account, and then um, how can you use it? W- what's considered payroll? Now it's really, really hard to tell when you're starting to read about things like bonuses, for example, or hazard pay, or something like that. You know, there's a couple different trains of thought if you're like, hey, what if you're, what if you're a business, like a restaurant, that you get the money, but there's no way to bring everybody back or another business that um, you just you just really can't bring everyone back because of the social distancing aspect of it or the government uh, local government hasn't opened your business up yet. You know, do you go ahead and um, pay your employees for not even working? You just pay them. I mean, these are all possibilities, but there's um, there's been articles out there that business owners tried to pay their people once they got the loan and they were upset because they actually make more money on the unemployment. Um, I think they'd feel different when they actually come back to work because they would, they would like to be um, working and contributing. But I think if you're going to pay them or the government's going to pay them, uh, they really don't care. that They don't care that, hey, it's you paying them. They just care about how much money they're getting. And if the government's uh, giving them more than what you can pay them, then they're probably going to go with the government. So should you get lost in the, the thought of trying to use the whole 75% so it's all forgiven? You know, it's, it's, there's two trains of thought there. One is that you go ahead and you try to, no matter what use 75% of the whole thing's forgiven. You could, from what I understand, you can do employee retention bonuses. You could do hazard pay. I think the thing that becomes difficult with hazard pay, and I was really thinking about that, that was an option, but what happens if you do the hazard pay for the eight weeks that you have it? And then this thing, um, the coronavirus comes back worse in October. And um, now you've got employees that you paid hazard pay. They really don't understand that it was a grant. Um, they think it was your money. And then, you know, here you are in October and they, they want uh, their hazard pay back and you don't have the, the funds to pay it. I mean, it's really difficult. What do you do? You know, do you just give everyone in the company a blank, uh, blank employee retention bonus to, to use up 75% of the funds? I mean, I think that's a possibility. I, I also think, you know, maybe you, you try to go through a couple payrolls and then see where you're at before you make a decision like that. Yeah, I think it's important to work your way through it. But I think that's, you know, if you're a company that needed it to keep, keep going, like, like most businesses, I I think you use it for, for what it's for, you know, and if you're not open up back for business, that's where you would have extra money that you could do employee retention bonuses and stuff like that. And I, I think that's where, you know, the employees that have been working through this, if they're essential employees um, you know, it's been really difficult for them. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to trying to get them some extra money. If if you can, you just want to make sure you document everything. Right. And I think the, the other part of it is, you know, when this thing does um term out, you know, you've got six months to, to pay it out with no, no uh, penalty or, or payments, I guess, just in interest from what I understand. And what's going to be the the decision there is, you know, should you, after the eight-week period, just pay the loan back or at the end of the six months, uh, just pay the loan back and, and not have any payments? The train of thought I have is we don't realize if this is going to go away or not going to go away. And, you know, whether or not they would give another – Round of this in the fall, if this happened again, I mean, there's a lot of unknowns, so at at one percent, I think you're probably better hanging on to it and kind of seeing where this thing goes, and then once um once it's kind of gone, then just pay the thing back probably is worth the the interest. I would think that to hold this kind of loan after it's all kind of cleared out the The way that I understand the forgiveness part too is that after your eight weeks. You have 30 days to present everything to your bank, either to your banker. My guess is it's going to go to underwriting at the bank would be my guess, but maybe it's your personal business banker. And then um, you kind of lay everything out to what you use the funds on, how fell in for the forgiven part. Um, The reason I mentioned the bonuses before was, you know, on my payroll for the last year, I had bonuses. So I was able to go ahead and um, to show that. And they gave me money for it, so I'm assuming I could use it for it because it was it was on my payroll from the year before um, so I'm assuming but but you know I think some of that's going to be you're going to find out some things at the end when you go for forgiveness. I think you know the bank's going to be the one that makes those decisions, not necessarily the, the SBA. I think you're going to need to be able to to pull things from from the SBA website and show the bank. I think you're going to have to prove some things if they don't want to give you forgiveness, I think you're going to have to actually make the example and show them where you're supposed to get forgiveness. I think that's going to happen. I think this whole thing is very uncertain. You know, it really is. I think um, you just have to make sure you navigate it the right way. And then there's, of course, there's the uh, the part in there that if your employees make over a hundred thousand a year, you can't be forgiven for anything over the the hundred thousand, and I think um, you know you got to factor that in as well too. the uh, The other part is I think you have to make sure your accountant's down in and knows exactly uh, what you received, uh, what you used, what's forgiven. Uh, most accountants helped the businesses, um, pointed them in the right direction to get these loans, but I really think you have to uh, make sure that they know at the end of the year how to how to write these um, into your into your taxes and into your income and um, into your losses and and however it may be. I think the other thing is, is in the CARES Act, there was a a few tax codes that got changed. And I think most accountants, I would think are going to know that, but it doesn't hurt to, um, you know, send those articles over to your accountant and let them see what they are and have an idea of um, what it might be. But there's going to be a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things on the back end with your taxes that, it was in the CARES Act that'll help you out too. You know, just trying to spell it out. The best thing I can I can say is trying to walk through all this is that you wanna just pay attention to the news on this. The The rules for forgiveness are going to come out and be a, a lot more clear. I still think it'll be unclear enough that the banks are gonna make their own decisions. But like I said, you're gonna wanna have some, some facts that you can go to them and uh, be able to argue on your case. I think some banks will be a lot less lenient than other banks, eventually, my guess what will happen is what happened back in two thousand and eight with um, when the banks got bailed out and some of the other car industries and stuff like that is eventually there 's an audit you know the checks and balances come back in, and um, you know they 're going to go back to the banks and make sure it was correct. but I think there 's so much uh, jargon and, and um, words in the bills that you know, it it can be really perceived one way and and by one person and perceived the next way by another person. So that's where I think it's going to be. You got to, as soon as your bank can give you some ideas for engagement on the forgiven part of it, I think you have to be asking your bank a couple of times a week, your banker, you know, do you have the rules for forgiveness? Have you had a meeting on this yet? Can we see them? Do you have the rules of engagement? Because you want to, you want to make sure that you're doing everything the correct way. But like I said, what we're doing on our end is we're opening up new checking accounts. We're going to keep everything uh, clean and all our records from there. I think the thing that you run into a little bit from a checking account is you know maybe uh, some of these utility bills direct deposit from another checking account. So if you're writing a, letting it direct deposit from one checking account and then you're reimbursing the checking account from the new one where the PPP funds were put into. You know, what becomes difficult is what if the bank says, well, we see that you reimburse yourself for that, but where do we see that the bill was paid? So you're going to want to even keep records showing that um, these bills are paid. So your light bill gets paid off, your gas bill gets paid for the month. I would honestly download those statements and put those in a file and, and save those. I think you're going to need everything that you can show. You know, a lot of it says that this was uh, before February 15th, all the normal contracts and the normal um, bills. So I think you're going to want to make sure that, um, you know, you're not changing anything. I, I think that there was enough uh, with the, the grant part of it that, you know, really you should be using it the way way it's supposed to be used. You, you know, I definitely don't think you should be trying to do anything funny with it. I think you should just use it the way it is, document everything. And then, at the end um hopefully they they hold to it, and it seems like even if you don't hit that seventy five percent your two months worth of payroll or eight weeks will be forgiven so if you've got um you know if you get a a loan for a hundred thousand and you only use sixty of it, but that sixty of it was on the things that are forgiven the the rent or mortgage interest, the utilities and the payroll, even though you didn't hit the 75%, that 60,000 will still be forgiven. And then the 40,000 will not be forgiven. That's what'll term out into a two year, 1% loan deferred payments for six months. But the part to understand is if you paid 75,000 in payroll, and then, you know, the rest, no matter what it added up to was uh the rent or mortgage interest and in utilities, then it would all be forgiven. So if you just say you spent, you know, out of the 100,000, 75,000 went to payroll, and then say another uh, 15,000 went to your rent, your, your or your mortgage interest and in your utilities, the difference there, the 10,000 would still be forgiven because you use 75% of it on payroll. So they want you to bring everybody back and that's how you get a bigger number for your payroll, But there's also the fact that if you're not open to bring people back, that's maybe where you think about some employee retention bonus and look into that. Make sure that that's a – I have not seen anything that it's not. People online under comments have said you can't do bonuses. But when you open it up and read the actual pages of the PPP part of the CARES Act, it does not say that you can't do that. So I think you can but double check it. But you want to make sure you you use that 75%. And then I I think it's just real important to try and uh, use it the way that it's it's meant to be used. And that's all of it. And you know, and the nuts and bolts of it. I think the thing to really grasp about this PPP loan is that it's ever flowing. It's still changing. They got it out there as quick as they did under a month. Um, The forgiveness part, they're still really working out. Um, they put a couple statements out of what it is, but it's it's still a little or a lot unclear. So I think, um, you know, keep going back and reading and making sure that what it is. But I think as you work your way through using it, I definitely think that you should, um you know, be talking to other businesses, see how they're using it. And the records is going to be a huge thing. So I think you you definitely want to make sure that you keep really good records. You know, I'm happy also. You know, I I have the website nickbogaz.com where you can catch all the podcasts and you can contact me there. I also, uh, through my email, pizzadrafthouse at gmail.com. If you have any questions on any of this or, you know, concerns, comments, you know, this is one of those topics that definitely reach out to me. I think I can walk you through a good bit of it. And at the same time, you know, I'm not trying to put misinformation out there. That's why I kind of threw the disclaimer at the beginning. This is the best that I understand it. Um, like I said, a lot of people understand a lot of different ways. Uh, I've spent a lot of time really digging into this. I really think that, um, you know, from what I understand, this is the way it works. Could I be wrong? Sure. I could be wrong. I I think by the time this plays in a few days that they could switch stuff. I mean, that's just the way this whole thing has been ever flowing. And, um, You know, it's just, it's moving. So I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, no matter what to solve this equation of the uh, PPP loan, once you receive it, the biggest way you could solve it is keep good records. No matter what you do and through this eight weeks and what you do with the money, keep good records. And the other part of the equation is don't do anything with the money that you're not supposed to do. So, you know, rent, mortgage interest, utilities, payroll, That's it. Don't use it for anything else. Those are the two ways to solve the equation. Uh, Like I said, you want to make sure that you're you're using it the right way and you're keeping good records. Everything else, you're going to be at the mercy of the SBA and the bankers for forgiveness because nobody really knows exactly how it works yet. This has been Nick Bogaz on the Business Equation Podcast. Give thanks, be humble, be grateful.